It seems appropriate that we would end this set of videos with something called Newton's method, seeing as Newton was one of the co-founders of calculus. Now the problem is to find all roots of a function, and roots are another name for zeros. And when they say zero, they don't mean x equals zero. They mean y equals zero. So y equals zero, find x. Now that's not difficult to do. We have a linear function, like 5x plus 2. Or we have a parabola, right? We use the quadratic formula at the very least. But if we have anything from a cubic up in terms of polynomials or non-polynomial functions, it can be very difficult to set y equal to 0 and solve for x. For example, a problem like this where you're asked to find the zeros or to set y equal to 0 and solve for x can put fear in the hearts of most students, right? Because a cubic, how do we solve a cubic generally? So a technique was developed, Newton's method, and it's actually surprisingly very, very effective and useful. Um, Now that we have technology, it's not quite as useful as it used to be, right? But if you can imagine before we had a calculator or a computer to help us to find the zeros, it would be a difficult task and might take quite a bit of time. So I'm going to show you Newton's method, and we're only going to do problems using Excel or the calculator to actually go through the procedure, but I want to show you the formula and where it comes from. So let's start with a picture of a general function, f of x. And we have a nice large graph so we can see what's going on. Here's our y-axis and our x-axis. And I'm going to draw a general function like this. And this is y equals f of x. Now the zero of this function, according to the graph, is right here. I'm going to call it r for root. So this is the root. Now there may be more than one. This procedure works on one at a time. But I just want to show you the graph could go up like that, could come back down. There are other possible zeros for this function f of x. We're going to concern ourselves with this one for the time being. When we go to the technology, then I'll show you, I'll show you how to look for every single one. So here's our root that we're looking for. Now, in Newton's time, the best thing they could do would be to take a guess. You know, they might say, okay, what if I plug in one? to that function over there, do I get a positive? And then what if I plug in another number nearby? Do I get the opposite sign? If you get the opposite sign, then that tells you there's a root in between, right? If you pick a number here and you say, oh, that output gives me three maybe, and then you go over here maybe, and the output gives you a negative one, then you know that somewhere in between is a root, right? So let's start more far, let's start further out so we can see the process. Suppose we take a guess And our first guess is right here. And I'm going to call it x0 for the very first x value. This is my guess. Now, if I go up to the function, if I plug in x0, it's going to give me an output f of x0, isn't it? And if that output isn't 0, then I know that my guess wasn't right, right? If I get an output of 0, then it's my lucky day. I won the lottery, and I found the root right away. 
But usually your guess is not going to be correct in terms of finding the zero, right? It's going to give you some number other than zero as an output. Now, what Newton discovered was if he took this point and drew a tangent line to the graph at that point, the tangent line would send him down closer to the root. And this one actually sends me down a little too soon. I don't want to get that close so fast. So I'm going to adjust with my tangent line. Technically, I can't do this, right? The graph has a curve. I'm going to curve it up a little bit more like that. So trying to exaggerate my tangent line, that's the best I can do in terms of being accurate. So the tangent line from this point comes down and hits the x-axis. And what he noticed was that it hits the x-axis closer to the root than where he started. So this is the root of the tangent line. So this is the root of the tangent line. And I'm going to call it x1. Now, I'm going to show you where you can, how you can find x1 using x0 and f of x in just a minute. Um, you'll notice, though, that if I go up again, well, I'll come back to that, actually. I won't jump ahead of myself. Let's just find x1 using the formula for the function and what we know about tangent lines. So what is x1 equal to? And remember, this is the root of the tangent line at x0. So at our first guess, we went up to the graph, we drew a tangent line, and then where the tangent line hit the x-axis, that's our x1. So we want to know if we can use the equation of the tangent line to find out what x1 is. So recall, the equation of a tangent line, back to that again, we saw this in the very first section on the derivative, equation of tangent line, is the equation of any line, but the slope is the derivative, right? So the derivative at x0 is the slope of the tangent line at x0. So in place of m, I put f prime of x0. Then I have times x minus x0. Oops, this should be... I'm so used to saying x1 and y1. But this time, we started with x0, and the corresponding y value would be called y0. So this is my equation of a tangent line. y minus y0 equals the derivative, which is my slope, at x0, times any x minus x0. So for any x value, if you plug it in, it'll give you a y value on the line, right? But we want the root of the tangent line. And what does that mean? What's a root? It's an x value when the y value is 0. So if we set the y value to 0 and solve for x, that's our root of the tangent line. So set y equal to 0 and solve for x. 
So zero minus y zero equals f prime of x zero times the x we're looking for minus x zero. So we're looking for this. Everything else we could find if we actually had a function, right? If we actually had an f of x, we could find its derivative and plug in our first guess value. We could certainly plug in our first guess right here. And how would we get the y value from the guess? Remember, this is the same thing we've been doing all all chapter. If you need a y value and you have a formula for the function y equals f of x, you can plug in your x value, x0, in here, and that'll give you y0, right? So once we have a function, we can do this. And we're going to use technology to do that for us. So all I need to do is get the x by itself, right? So the first thing I notice is I've got x trapped in parentheses with an f prime of x0 multiplying on the outside. So I want to divide by f prime of x0, both sides. And in fact, I don't like this y0 because I already have an f prime of x0, so I might as well call y0 f of x0. Isn't that what y0 equals? And I have a negative in front, so I take negative y0 and I divide by the derivative x0 f of prime of x0, the derivative at x0, equals x minus, now I've freed the x from the product with f prime of x0. So I I don't have to write the parentheses anymore because nothing is multiplying by it. So now I need x, so all I have to do is add x0 to both sides. So x equals x0 minus f of x0, remember that's another name for y, that's y0, all over f prime, the slope at x0. So if you have a function, you can get its derivative, you can plug in your guess value, you can plug your guess value into the function to get the y value, and you can subtract that ratio from your original guess. So basically, what you're doing is you're taking your original guess on the x-axis and you're subtracting something, right? If you look over at the picture, you're starting with your first guess and you're subtracting a value along the x-axis and now you're here. Now, if you happen to be on the other side of the zero, then what you'll be subtracting is negative. In order to get closer to r, you'll be adding. So I put the picture here so that when you think of subtracting, you can actually see that you subtract from the the first guess and you get closer to the root. If you're on the other side, the signs will work out for you. So you don't even really have to think about which side you're on. So x1 is my next guess. If it's exactly equal to the root, great. Odds are it won't be. I'll tell you in a few minutes how to find out if you're close enough. So here's my next guess. Couldn't I do the whole thing again? Go up from x1. That, if I plug it into f, I'll get f of x1. Then if I draw a tangent line here, I get even closer to the root. 
what am I going to call this? x2. If I do it again, draw a tangent line, I get even closer. Right there, x3. The closer and closer you get to the actual root with these x values, the closer the root of the tangent line is going to be to the actual root. So you can see that these tangent lines, zeros or roots, converge upon the actual root of the function. And so for that reason, as we get closer and closer, we're going to see our values changing less as we get very, very close to the root. So each of these x values, x1, x2, x3, they're going to be closer and closer together. And so what we'll have to have, what we'll need to have happen is we'll need to stop at a certain point. So in order to know when to stop, we have to be told how many decimal points do you want to be accurate? Decimal places, excuse me. You only have one decimal point, right? How many decimal places do you want to be accurate to? And once you know that, then you can just keep going until the x values stop changing at that decimal place. So that'll all become very clear when we actually go through the problem using, using technology. But before then, I want to come up with a general formula because what I have so far is just x equals this thing. This is really not any x, right? It's x1. The next guess for our root came from the previous guess minus the value of y at that previous guess divided by the slope of the tangent line at that previous guess. So you can imagine over time what the next formulas will be. So let me take a minute to erase this board and we can write down the iterations. So here's the formula for x1 equals x0 minus f of x0 over f prime of x0. If I wanted to find the next, the next closest root, or the next closest guess to the root, I would take the one previous and do the procedure again. So I'd get the x1 and then I'd plug that in to the formula again. So they call this an iterative formula or recursive formula. This takes the previous value and plugs it into the same formula. Then if you did it again to get closer, your x3, which is right here on our picture, x3 is very close to r, is the previous x value minus sum, right? The previous x value minus sum to get closer. What do we subtract? We subtract the value of the function at the previous x over the slope of the function at the previous x. Since the present guess is equal to what you get by plugging the previous answer into a formula, we define our best estimate, the final one, x sub n, to be the previous one, x sub n minus 1, minus